Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the St. Ambrose University Sports Show on KLA HD2 106.1 FM. This is the first episode of Schistel Speak Sports, the St. Ambrose University Sports Radio Show for the 2023-2024 school year, and I am your host, Ryan Schistel. Today is Thursday, August 31st, 2023. And it was an absolutely beautiful day around the Quad Cities area and here on the campus of SAU. The fall sports season is here once again at St. Ambrose. And it's kind of in that weird part of the school year where some sports are still just in exhibition games. Some sports have actually started regular season play. But there is kind of a lot to unpack heading into tonight's episode So let's start things out with the SAU golf team. Both the men's and women's golf teams here at SAU are coming off of strong seasons last year. At the end of the year for the men's golf team, the Bees placed third at the CCAC Championships and came in second at the Viking Invitational across the river in Rock Island. For the women's team, it was a second-place finish at the CCAC Championships and a fourth-place finish at the Viking Invitational. However, the women's golf season ended on a somewhat sour note as the team finished in 29th place out of the 30 teams competing in the NAIA championships over at TPC Deer Run in Illinois. Now, both teams look to start their seasons out strong. Both the men's and women's golf teams will be competing this Friday and Saturday, September 1st and 2nd, in the Highland Championship hosted at Highland Springs in Rock Island, Illinois. The men's team did not compete in the Highland Championship last year, but the women took third place at the tournament. Good luck to both the men's and women's golf teams, as I'll be keeping up with them on their seasons this year, and we'll have results from the Highland Championship in next week's episode. Now, with the golf team, a lot of very good golfers coming back for St. Ambrose. And really, this was a team for both men's and women's that had a lot of good golfers, and they really played really good golf all season long. A lot of, you know, top 10 finishes, top 5 finishes, and a lot of wins for the Bees last year. And so a couple Bees that I am very excited to see back on the golf course uh, is senior Owen Holtman. He was great for the Bees last year. And joining him up on that list is Dylan McAleer out of DeWitt, Iowa, the junior. Those two were probably the best B golfers in last school year's season for St. Ambrose Golf. And even joining them was Hunter Metal, the uh, fifth year out of Illinois. So it'll be very interesting to see how the Bees play this year for the men's team. I mean, having those three back will be unbelievable, as well as uh, Jacob Rood, the senior out of Sterling, Illinois. But even outside of those names, there are really just a lot of good golfers heading into this year. Uh, The Bees' head coach for golf is Jeff Griebel. He is now in his 42nd season, 
as the head coach of the Bees. And then Eric Liddig, uh, Adam Hudson, and Jared Tigas are all the assistant coaches. Uh, Tigas was a member of the golf team last year. So I'm very excited to see how this men's team does. And then even looking at the women's golf side of things, uh, their head coach is Kevin Quack. The head coach is in his second season as Tim Foss is the assistant coach. And once again, a lot of familiar names coming back to the Bees team this year. Um, one name in particular is Amara Lytle, the junior out of Cedar Falls, Iowa. She was great last year for the Bees. So was Audrey McAleer, obviously her brother playing on the men's team, Catherine Spear, uh, Leah Sullivan, Kara Williams. So really just a lot of good Bees golfers on both of these teams that are, you know, some of the stars, I guess you could say, from last year uh, coming back and getting ready to play once again this year. And again, I do have very high hopes for both of these teams. Um, just kind of breaking it down one more time, starting with the men's golf team. Like I said, a lot of wins for them last year. And really looking at it, they they did finish their season off on a decent note, like I said, in the CCAC Championships coming in third and then second at the Viking Invitational. And it'll just be very interesting to see how they come back out. So now that we are done talking St. Ambrose Golf, it's time to look at the soccer seasons that are either starting up or just about to start up here at SAU. Uh, in men's soccer action, the Bees have not officially started regular season play, but have had exhibition matchups with Loris and Augustana. In those scrimmages, the Fighting Bees lost to Loris 3-2 and beat Augustana 1-0. Last year for the men's soccer team, the Bees finished with an overall record of 4 wins, 10 losses, and 2 draws, and in the conference, the Bees went 3-7-2. The regular season for the Fighting Bees kicks off this week, however. Tomorrow, the Bees take on Upper Iowa at 4 o'clock p.m. from Fayette, Iowa to start their season. Then, next Wednesday, September 6th, the Bees have their home opener at 7 o'clock p.m. against Mount Mercy from the St. Vincent's Athletic Complex. I'll have scores and stats on both of those games in next week's episodes. In the world of women's soccer, the regular season is already underway. The Bees kicked off the regular season play, hosting number 2 Marion at the St. Vincent's Athletic Complex. In that game, it was unfortunately a 63rd-minute goal by Marion that was a decider as the Bees dropped their opener 1-0. The Bees' next game against Briarcliff would be postponed to a later date that has not yet been decided. However, the Bees most recently played on the road at Northern Iowa in Cedar Falls on Tuesday. In that game against Northern Iowa, unfortunately, it was a 3 to nothing loss for the Bees as Northern Iowa would score one goal in the first half. That goal would come at the 4 minute and 23 second mark. And after that, it just kind of continued to go downhill scoring wise as Northern Iowa would put up two more goals in the second half at the 56th minute mark and the 77th minute mark. The Bees only got 10 total shots off 
on net as it was four in the first half, six in the second half, compared to Northern Iowa, who put up 40 total shots, and they had 20 in both halves. So, again, just looking at that right there, I mean, 40 shots compared to 10 uh, in favor of Northern Iowa. Not great stat for the Bees there. And it's one of those where, A, the offense has to be a bit more productive, and the defense needs to kind of step up and make sure that teams aren't taking as many shots. Now, I understand, you know, Northern Iowa is a Division One program, so that's one of those things where, you know, the Bees kind of come in and they are, um, you know, kind of the, I mean, they are the underdog. And so we'll have to see, uh, you know, Northern Iowa in the Missouri Valley Conference. Um, yeah, it's it's unfortunate for the Bees, obviously, that they dropped this game. But like I said, all things considered, when you're an NAIA school going up against a D1 school, I think 3 nothing actually isn't that bad. I think it could have been a lot worse. I mean, I've seen soccer scores at the collegiate level when teams have, you know, D1 against NAIA that have been much worse. So... Uh, props to the Fighting Bees for really being able to stick in there and at least, you know, keep it a competitive game at 3 to nothing. And it's going to be a very interesting season for them as they are now 0-2. Um, it's going to be very fun, though, when it comes to conference play for the Bees because they are a team that I think could be very strong heading into conference play. Looking into the upcoming schedule for the Fighting Bees women's soccer team, on Saturday at 1 o'clock p.m., the Bees will take on number 8 Aquinas, Michigan, from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Again, that's Saturday at 1 o'clock p.m. And then the Bees have another away game set against Grandview. That game was moved from the 23rd, um, in Des Moines, Iowa, that game will be played at 7.30 p.m. On, sat- or on Wednesday, September 6th. After that, the Bees do return home for the second game against Culver Stockton, Missouri. Um, however, that game will be played in Muscatine, Iowa at the Hag Memorial game. Uh, that is on September 9th, so next Saturday at 8 o'clock p.m. So a somewhat busy week for the Bees Two games until next week's episode of Schistel Speak Sports. I'll have scores and stats on both of those games for next week. And then I'll dive a little bit more into the Culver Stockton game and the build-up to that one um, in next week's episode as well. So before heading to the commercial break, uh, news out of St. Ambrose Baseball earlier today. Tony Huntley was named the new St. Ambrose Baseball head coach. Looking at... At Huntley, Uh, he has been the head assistant coach since 1997 for the Bees. Uh, A lot of people say that there are very few people who have the history with St. Ambrose baseball than Tony does. Um, He hails from Rock Island, Illinois, where he played four varsity seasons for Rock Island Elliman High School. And he started his collegiate career at Community College, where he was a two-time All-American. He then transferred into the University of Mississippi, better known as Ole Miss, where he played under former Chicago Cub shortstop Don Kessinger. Uh, In 1995, Huntley came to St. Ambrose and played shortstop 
for the 1996 NAIA National Runner-Up Fighting Bees. He was a two-time all-conference member before graduating in 96 with a sports management business degree. Uh, Huntley played three seasons of professional baseball for the Evansville Otters, the Anderson Lawmen, and the Dubai County Dragons. He also spent 10 days with the Tampa Bay Devil Rays at a pre-spring training camp. Huntley spent five years coaching a collegiate summer league team in the Chicago Suburban Baseball League, and he was one of the two field managers for the Chicago Wildcats baseball organization that traveled throughout the Midwest. Huntley was named the co-manager of the year in 2008, along with Sam Hamstra Jr. The pair led the Wildcats to a, th- to a Southern Division championship and an overall record of 49-8. and uh, Huntley was also the St. Ambrose University's Athletic Facilities Director, and he graduated in May of 2005 with his Master's in Organizational Leadership. So it'll be very interesting to see how Huntley comes in as the head coach, obviously, like I just read all that, uh, very good college player, got some time in the pros, and he has been around the Fighting Bees as a coach since the 97 season. So he's been around for a while. He knows the way that St. Ambrose plays. And really, St. Ambrose, the past couple of years, have been pretty good. It just kind of seems like when it comes time to conference tournament play, the Bees kind of drop the ball early in that. Um, trying to pull up the, you know, schedule from last year to kind of see exactly how the bees played, and I can re-alert to that. But uh, the Wi-Fi being incredibly slow, so I don't know if I'll be able to get to that. Maybe in the second half of the show, though, when that loads. And in fact, while that loads, we are going to go to a commercial break. So that is going to do it for the first half of Schistel Speak Sports. I'm your host, Ryan Schistel. After this quick commercial break, I'll be back to talk about the Fighting Bees women's volleyball team and a breakdown of the opening week football game here at St. Ambrose. Don't touch that dial because this is the place to be. You're listening to Schistel Speak Sports on KALA HD2 106.1. I did it for my niece. Ashley was eight when my sister was arrested for drugs. Being separated from her mom was hard enough. I didn't want Ashley to have to live with a whole new family, too. So I decided to step up. I became a foster parent. Knowing I could help my niece succeed, that's the reason I did it. What would be your reason for doing foster care? Find out how you can make a difference and call Iowa Kids Net at 800-243-0756 or visit iowakidsnet.com. Alvin and the Chipmunks love to eat. Who's hungry? But even though you can't see or smell it, bacteria can hide in food and make you ill. That's not good. On average, one in six Americans will get a foodborne illness this year. But you can keep bacteria from ruining your day with four simple steps. We got this. This will be a walk in the park. Clean. Wash your hands and surfaces often. We chipmunks are notoriously tidy. Separate. Keep raw meats, poultry, and seafood separate from ready-to-eat foods. Watch and learn, my friends. Cook. Make sure an adult uses a thermometer to cook meat, poultry, and seafood to the right temperature. Fire in the hole! And chill. Refrigerate promptly and pack your lunch with a freezer pack or ice. Bingo! Dinner! She's a serve! Keep your family safe and check your steps at foodsafety.gov. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. The road trip to food safety starts at foodsafety.gov. 
It's easy for nonprofit church or service organizations in the Quad Cities to announce their upcoming events to the KALA audience by submitting a public service announcement today. We need information from you at least two weeks in advance. Visit KALAFM.org for all the details. Tell us the who, what, when, where, and why. Email KALA anytime at KALA at SAU.edu. I feel like we've always known each other. Me too, and we just met online. So listen, why do we meet? Maybe at the mall, Saturday afternoon, do a little shopping, a little chilling, and let's wear all pink so we recognize each other. McGruff the Crime Dog here. Kids don't always know that predators surf the internet looking for young victims. Be your kid's safety net on the internet. Visit McGruff.org. An important announcement from the U.S. Department of Justice, the Crime Prevention Coalition of America, and the National Crime Prevention Council. I can make your bed right, girl. I can make your bed right. I can make your bed She got that good, good. She Michael Jackson bad. I'm attracted to her for her attractive. And now we murderers because we kill time. I knock her lights out and she still shine. I hate to see her go. Your station for St. Ambrose University Sports. K-A-L-A Davenport. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the studios of KALA HD2 106.1. This is the second half of the St. Ambrose University sports radio show, Schistel Speaks Sports, and I'm your host, Ryan Schistel. In the first half of tonight's episode, I talked about the fresh starts to the SAU golf and soccer teams and closed it out with the exciting news of Tony Huntley being hired as the St. Ambrose baseball coach, and I can officially say that the baseball schedule from last year has reloaded. So just a quick look at that. The Bees ended their season with an overall record of 25 wins, 25 losses, and one tie, and a conference record of 18 wins, 8 losses, and one tie. That tie came in the final game of the regular season. It was a tie 4-4 at Trinity International, which now that I do recall um, kind of stinks for the Bees because I think they ended the regular season about a half a game back from first place, so that probably would have put them in a tie. Heading into the CCAC tournament last year, it was an opening round loss 12-5 against Roosevelt from Juliet. And then the Bees went on a two-game winning streak against Olivet Nazarene and St. Francis by scores of 5-3 and 7-2. Then on Saturday, May 6th, the B season came to an end at Joliet from Dooley Health and Care Field in the CCAC tournament as it was a 7-2 loss against the St. Xavier Cougars. So now that we've gone back over that and, and we are officially in the second half of the show, it's going to be women's volleyball and fighting B football as the main talking points. Starting with women's volleyball, the team has officially had their season in full swing as the Bees have competed four times. In the first match of the season, the Fighting Bees traveled to Graceland after taking the first two games of the match, 25-18 and 25-21. Graceland fought back, taking both games three and four. Then, in the deciding game five, the Bees came out victorious, 15-10. Mackenzie Grafton led the Bees with 17 kills in the match. The undefeated season for the Bees would not last long, however, as they were swept 3-0 by McPherson and defeated by number 6 Park 
3-1 to one at the Park Invitational in Missouri. The Bees were able to bounce back in their final match of the Invitational, however, defeating Morningside three games to one. The Bees would take games one, two, and four with their closest margin of victory being game two with a final score of 28-26. to 26. It was announced Tuesday that the Fighting Bees women swept conference honors for this week. Mackenzie Grafton won Attacker of the Week, Hannah Sondag won Setter of the Week, and Meredith Siebers won Defender of the Week for the Fighting Bees in the CCAC Conference Honors. The Bees' next action will be this weekend at the William Penn Invitational, where the team will have four matches. After that, the Bees play next Tuesday at Judson and next Thursday at Indiana South Bend. Now, I will have uh, scores and decisions from the William Penn Invitational for sure. Uh, I will have the score and stats out of the Judson game. However, that game next Thursday at Indiana South Bend, uh, due to the show probably being over right at about the time the game will normally start, I'll probably have the scores from the Indiana South Bend game in the episode two weeks from today. Now looking at our final sport of the show for tonight, it is St. Ambrose football. The St. Ambrose Fighting Bees football season kicked off this past weekend as the team had a date with the Taylor Trojans in Upland, Indiana. Unfortunately, the Bees narrowly fell to the Trojans by a score of 37-34. to I was in Upland on the call, and here are some of my key points from the game. Tom Casey came out looking in midseason form at quarterback. He did not get the start. It was Joey Sprinkle who got the start. However, Tom Casey came in uh, sometime in the second quarter, and like I said, he looked very good. Uh, Casey went 7-for-11 passing with 226 yards, a long pass of 76 yards, and three touchdowns to his name. Now, I will say this is arguably the best game I've covered with Tom Casey at quarterback. Now, I know I've covered a few games that the Bees won and Bees won in blowout fashion, and you could say, well, Ryan, Tom Casey probably looked best at that moment. However, I know the Bees lose this game, but this was a game that the Bees lost and I felt very comfortable with. This was a game that I think the Bees came out, and I think if the Bees played Taylor the next day, the Bees win that game. So I would definitely argue with people that this was the best I've seen Tom Casey play at the quarterback position. Other than that, Yemi Ward was a huge offensive weapon for the Bees. He had five receptions for 216 yards and four touchdowns. Yes, you heard that right. Four touchdowns. I want to say his shortest touchdown was like 46 yards. So they were all pretty deep balls. And I will say, uh, Taylor, I don't think they were ready for St. Ambrose to throw the ball like they did. They left the middle of the field wide open in the secondary. And the Bees took advantage of that, especially Emmy Ward, obviously, with those five receptions and four touchdowns. Now, uh, a few things I've talked about with people heading into this week's game is can Yemi repeat that or will the team that the Bees are playing this week, which I'll get into in a couple minutes, um, you know, will they double-team Yemi the entire game and kind of take him out of the picture? Uh, it'll be very interesting to see how the game plays out this week. And, you know, I think Yemi definitely has a chance to repeat if he's left one-on-one, especially if, you know, the team the Bees play this week come out like Taylor did, where he was guarded by kind of linebackers a lot more than defensive backs, which did shock me. 
Uh, I did get this text Saturday during the game. Yemi is now in the top five in receiving yards in a single game, and he is tied for second in receiving touchdowns in a single game here at St. Ambrose. Uh, Yemi, I want to say he now has 27 touchdowns to his name in the Fighting Bee colors. So very cool for him. I can't wait to see how his season unfolds. Now the final offensive note I took from this game was, once again, Caden King is a running back workhorse for this offense. He had 20 carries for 98 yards and one touchdown. Uh, That touchdown was also his longest run of the day for 14 yards. Defensively, the Bees stood tall numerous times, backed up in the red zone. They did give up a game-winning touchdown on a quarterback run with, that ended with nine seconds left. Um, I would like to see the Bees get in the backfield faster up front. You know, the Bees defensive line did a good job a couple times getting in the backfield. Um, you know, Taylor had two quarterbacks, both very mobile. They ran the triple option to pretty much perfection. And I will give credit when credit is due because that was unbelievable job by their quarterbacks. And it did seem like the outside run and option plays were kind of a weakness for this defense. Uh, the passing defense looked pretty good. Gave up a couple passes that probably shouldn't have been given up, including one deep ball. But it really seemed like the outside run, especially with the quarterbacks and those option plays, were the weaknesses of the defense. Um, and then in special teams... Defending on kickoff needed some work. They gave up a few big returns. And a lot of those big returns came right after the Bees scored to where Taylor could just take all of the momentum right back from the Bees and use it. And, you know, Taylor, it was weird. They were kind of in a hurry-up offense where they wouldn't huddle. they just call the plays at the line, stuff like that. But at the same time, they did a good job of having some slow methodical drives, especially that end drive down the field where they pretty much took the clock down from about three and a half minutes when the Bees had scored all the way to that nine-second mark. And, again, like I said, the Bees' defense did stand tall numerous times. Uh, Joey Sprinkle threw two interceptions. I want to say Tom Casey threw an interception as well. And both of those Sprinkle interceptions actually were both returned to where Taylor would start with the ball in the red zone already. And both of those times, the defense only gave up a field goal each time. In fact, I think one of those field goals was actually the one that the Taylor kicker missed. So the defense actually did not look bad. Uh, the Bees would lose on a missed last-second 47-yard field goal from Joe Namio. Now, I will not say by any means that that is Joe Namio's fault. That is a long kick. There was no wind to help him, and he was on the left hash. So a bit of a hard kick for you know a, a collegiate kicker to make. We've seen kickers miss at all levels from farther back to closer up. So... Um, Absolutely, there is no way you can put this game on Joe. I don't even think I've heard one person say that this game could be on Joe, and I'm very happy that nobody has because it's almost impossible to say that that game would be. Overall, the Bees did show a lot of promise in their season opener, even though the final score wasn't in their favor. Um, I, You know, the Bees have lost a lot of games these past couple of years, kind of in uh, multiple possession fashion, and... There have been games where they just haven't looked the best, but then they've had games where they've looked really good. Um, And this is a game that I can say I think the Bees looked very good, and I think the Bees could definitely have a strong season this year. They're projected to finish fifth out of, I want to say, six teams in the MSFA Midwest Conference. And 
I think the Bees could shock some people. There are a couple ranked opponents in this conference that, you know, the Bees could maybe even come out and beat. And we'll just have to wait and see when conference play picks up later on in the year. Now, the Bees return to the gridiron this week for their home opener against NCAA Division III, University of Wisconsin Stout at 1 o'clock p.m. For those who would like to attend the game, a friendly reminder that the Bees will not be playing this game at Brady Street Stadium, but at the new Jack and Pat Bush Stadium. Uh, Now, I will say, stadium is not finished completely quite yet, but the Fighting Bees are ready to call the new stadium home. Uh, I was there earlier today with Dave Baker, my boss, a few guys down in TV. Uh, Tony Huntley took us over there and kind of showed us around. Thank you to Tony and everybody in the athletics department that was involved in letting us go up there and kind of check out the press box area and see what the setup would look like. We are very excited to get to Jack and Pat Bush Stadium and be on the call for the game this week. And that takes me to my next point. If you're not able to attend the game but would like to listen in, you can catch the action here on KALA HD2 106.1. I'll be on the call with, I believe, David Meyer on Saturday from Jack and Pat Bush Stadium. Now, again, the game starts at 1 o'clock p.m. KALA will probably go on. I mean, we will go on before 1. David and I will have some stuff to talk about from the stadium. Um, Nothing is for sure yet, but I would love to try to get a pregame show going, another halftime show going like we did last week. And we are just very excited for this game against UW-Stout. Again, that's this Saturday at 1 o'clock p.m. at Jack and Pat Bush Stadium or here on KALA HD2 106.1. That's going to do it for the first official episode of Schistel Speak Sports for the 23-24 school year. I've been your host, Ryan Schistel. If you would like to hear episodes from last year's show, you can find them on KALA streaming services such as Spotify. If you tuned in late, this episode will also be posted to Spotify as soon as possible. As always, I'll be back next Thursday starting at 6.30 p.m. with more Fighting Bees Sports Talk. Don't forget to tune in this Saturday, September 2nd, a little bit before 1 o'clock, for game day coverage of the football game between the Blue Devils of UW-Stout and your St. Ambrose Fighting Bees. Once again, I'm Ryan Schistel, and this has been Schistel Speak Sports on KALA HD2 106.1. Have a great rest of your Thursday night, everyone, and go Bees!